blurred vision, muscle aches, gas, heartburn, upset stomach, constipation, weight changes, decreased sex drive, impudence, dry mouth, ringing in the ears, depression. Oh, yeah, and suicidal thoughts. It's the TikTok Cafe, Causeway I-10 in Metairie. Come join us at Old New Orleans Cookery, 205 Bourbon Street. Open late, serving lunch and dinner seven days a week. Have an extraordinary cocktail while enjoying authentic Cajun Creole cuisine in our dining rooms or our beautiful courtyard. Two Bourbon Street balconies with adjoining private rooms to dine in or have your next event. Bring your family or friends for a wonderful dining experience. Old New Orleans Cookery is perfect for date night. Order online for delivery at nolacookery.com. It's always a great time on Bourbon Street at Old New Orleans Cookery. Hour number two of Inside New Orleans. I'm your host, Eric Asher. Thanks so much for being there. You're listening to Inside New Orleans, 106.1 FM, Nash Icon. You can listen live to the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app. If you're outside the um, uh, vast signal that uh, 106.1 has, and, uh, of course, Nash FM 106.1, you can listen live as well as ericasher.com. Hey, don't forget the uh, Twitter feed is at Eric underscore Asher, and, of course, the uh, Facebook page is Eric Asher. Remember, you can also listen live at ericasher.com. And, uh, yeah, we got the podcast rolling for you now. Uh, Anchor. Apple, 
iHeart, Spotify, Google, all the major uh, pl- podcasting platforms. So, again, uh, usually try to try to get that posted about a half hour after the show is, is concluded. Uh, and uh, getting a lot of... Um, a lot of hits on it as well, and uh, glad to see it because I know we have a lot of people that, again, you can't list. I've after been in middays for 18 years. A lot of those folks that listen to me in middays, some of them can't can't listen in the eight, late afternoons. They listen at their leisure. A lot of folks that again have have uh, lived in New Orleans. We want to find out what's happening here in the city. Uh, that live elsewhere. Again, they can tune into the podcast now, so you can always check that out on, on again your favorite podcasting platform. Don't forget about the award-winning Inside New Orleans Sports. No guest this week. I'll have that for you tomorrow. Uh, but you can always check us out for our live broadcast Thursdays at 1 o'clock on WLAE-TV. A rebroadcast Thursday night at 6 o'clock on WLAE-TV. A rebroadcast on at 10 o'clock on The Deuce, WLAE-TV2. All on Thursday. Three broadcasts on a Thursday. On a Friday, 9 o'clock, Pelican Sports Television. 10 p.m. on WLAE-TV2. And then Saturday at 2 a.m. on The Deuce, WLAE-TV2. And then 5 p.m. on Pelican Sports Television. We also post that on, on my social media pages. You can see it at ericasher.com, where, again, you can check out all the previous episodes. And the WLAE-TV YouTube page is where you can check out the current and all the previous episodes of the award-winning Inside New Orleans Sports. Larry Holder joins us on the program at 5.30 this afternoon from The Athletic. We'll talk Saints and LSU with him. Uh, and, of course, a big win for the Saints. Uh, as I mentioned in the first hour, uh, we got a generation of fans that don't know what it's like to have to deal with losing seasons and, uh, you know, hoping that you can uh, sweep the Atlanta Falcons, hoping you can beat the Falcons, trying to get to the playoffs. Uh, I mentioned in the first hour, this is a generation of Saints fans that now are looking for a Super Bowl wins. Uh, the Saints are now 10-2, and winning 10 games. Uh, they've won nine in a row. Uh, they're 5-0 and in the division, got a chance to sweep the division. They have swept the Atlanta Falcons this year. If, let me tell you, in the past, in generations in the past, if you would have swept the Atlanta Falcons, we would have threw a parade. Okay, that's again how much how, how deep this rivalry is and how much the intense hate is between Saints fans and Atlanta fans. Uh, you know, it was kind of just whole home yesterday. Yeah, they're supposed to beat Atlanta. They're supposed to be able to uh, sweep the Falcons. Yes, they're the best team in the division. They should be the division leaders. Yes, they're the best team in the NFC. They should have the number one seed. All that coming to fruition right now. A great October, November where they were undefeated. But it's December now. December, January, and February is where they come up short. This is where the rubber hits the road for this Saints team. Hopefully, again, Breeze will be back for the Kansas City game. I would not rush him back against Philadelphia. Uh, Taysom has proven that, again, he has been able to handle the offense up to this point. There's no reason to think why Taysom Hill couldn't go into Philadelphia and beat the Philadelphia Eagles if he doesn't turn the football over. It is an issue. Okay, Peyton is sugarcoating it, something I've never seen before in my life. Okay, that, that Peyton sugarcoating a guy turning the ball over. Peyton, uh, Taysom is turning the ball over too much when it comes to fumbles. Okay, and look, he hasn't thrown the interceptions, but again, he hasn't put himself in a position in a lot of cases to throw those interceptions. He has, has a couple, what, I think he's at two on the season, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, but he's got to take care of the ball as a runner. This was even before he took over his quarterback. He was fumbling the football. Okay, he's got to take care of the, uh, of the football uh, because, again, that could have came back to bite the Saints yesterday. They allowed Atlanta to stay in this game. Uh, too many penalties, uh, too many busts. I mean, you had the you had the secondary bust in the first and second half. You had uh, uh, what you had Pete and Easton in the first half getting holding calls, which again stymied touchdown drives, could have touchdown drives. So again, the penalties just killed this team. They reverted back to what they were doing in September with the penalties and the bust, but they were good enough to overcome that on Sunday. 
as you get in deep into, the, again, the fourth quarter of this season and then into, into again, the, uh, the postseason, you cannot play football like that, even though they've won the game. Kudos to the Saints for another win. Congratulations to Taysom Hill on, on again, uh, playing a, a, a very good game with the exception of, of the fumbles. And, uh, you know, once again, you know, proving a guy like me, a naysayer, uh, wrong on whether he can be a starting quarterback in the NFL. I'll say it again. I think he can be a backup. The, the jury is still out on whether he can be a starter in the NFL. We'll, we'll get another chance, hopefully, to see that against Philadelphia. Because I'm going to tell you right now, there is no reason to rush Drew Brees back. Okay, there is no reason. He needs to be completely healed. That, again, that if he takes a shot, it's not going to put him back in a situation where those ribs are going to be re-injured or he's going to have problems that would keep him out of playoff games. He's going to win the playoff games for you. Sorry, Taysom Hill's not going to do that. Drew Brees will. Uh, Tulane, congratulations to the Greenies. Winners of four of their last five. Uh, six and five on the season now. Yeah, I'm going to go back and, and revert back to, again, uh, what could have been. Because this could have been a spectacular season for this team. If they beat Tulsa and SMU in overtime, two top 25 teams, if they don't, again, uh, mail it in against Navy in the second half, I mean, you're looking at three more wins, okay? You're looking at a nine-win season for the Grannies. That is a far cry from six and five, okay? So there are three games right now. If you're Willie Fritz and you go back and look at the tape at the end of the season, where well, are going to be kicking yourselves. 35-21 winners over Memphis. They're now waiting on an invitation to a bowl game. And uh, I've been trying to see again ultimately where they go. But, man, I know woulda, coulda, shoulda, right? Woulda, coulda, shoulda. But this Tulane team, uh, with the defense that they have, with the now a bona fide quarterback in Michael Pratt who has gotten so much better uh, week to week, uh, and, and the stable of running backs they had, and, and, and let's face it, some pass catchers that got better throughout the season. Okay, they were, not, they were not thought well of, of early, but they were thought of uh, by the end of the season. Uh, those guys were playing well. Watts, etc., Johnson, all those guys playing pretty good ball. So we'll see how the Greenies progress. Losing a good one in Will Hall. He's going to be the head coach of Southern Miss. He's done, well, he's done worked wonders with Michael Pratt at quarterback. Uh, and the hope is that will continue under the next offensive coordinator. What can you say about LSU? Look, I talked about it last, uh, in last hour. Uh, nobody's getting fired as far as Ed, Ed O'Shaughnessy is going to be the head coach of LSU next year, but Scott Woodward is is not was not the athletic director that hired Ed O'Shaughnessy, and they are one year removed from the greatest team in the history of college football. They are one year removed from a national championship, but we've never seen a drop when it comes to talent, when it when it comes to again competitiveness uh, in, in in a national championship team. Uh, from one year to the next, like we've seen this meteoric drop uh, in the LSU program. Look, I know. The losses and defections to the NFL, we knew about it coming into the season. What we did know was that there would still be even more defections in season. It's crushed the Tigers. There's no doubt about it. It's left them without their leadership. It's left them, again, with, with, with guys that were not supposed to play this year that are now being pushed into playing. A lot of reasons why they are where they are. But as I talked about in the first hour, O is also on, on, on the hook for this. You knew what was going on in this season. You know, you didn't know about COVID-19, but you knew that, again, there was going to be a changeover. You went and got Bo Pelini. He changes your defensive scheme. So you got players that, again, that you've recruited to, to play Aranda's scheme, and now, you're gonna, now again, you're trying to transform them in, into Pelini's scheme. It just did not work. It just did not work. And it's one of the reasons why we're seeing, again, uh, these lopsided scores that we've seen this season, letting Mississippi State put, put uh, again, over 600 yards on you. Kid me? 
Now, we can go right down the line of the ineptitude of this Tiger team this year. But with that said, there are going to be uh, coaches that are going to walk the plank, whether that be Pelini, whether it be assistant coaches, whatever it's going to be. Uh, again, I talked about Coach Ensminger in the first hour. Look, he was dealt a bad hand. Uh, you got two freshman quarterbacks uh, that are coming in. You had, you had Miles Bennett who had no experience. So you knew it was going to be an uphill battle no matter what. But you didn't foresee having to deal with two freshman quarterbacks. And then again, your, two, your top receivers defecting on you. All that ended up hurting. But the biggest problem for this LSU team is the offensive line. It's been atrocious. And then again, that, that they should have been better. They should, they should have. All these young stars that, again, came out of high school that were supposed to be instant um, SEC-type caliber players have not panned out. Have not panned out. And ultimately, the play calling at times has been suspect. You've got to be able to at least run the football if you're LSU. At least be able to run the football effectively. And they were not able to do that. So a lot of people out there, the whispers you hear it, this was all Joe Brady last year. This wasn't Ensminger. This was Joe Brady. Okay, Joe Brady was the guy that, that, that made the difference for this team. And, again, that's lurking over the, over the shoulder of, 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 um, of uh, Steve Ensminger right now. Now, the question is for Steve Ensminger, at your age, do you want to continue? Do you want to continue to grind day in, day out of what it takes to be an offensive coordinator in the SEC? And if, if the quest, answer is yes, well, then you need a quick turnaround next year. You need to prove that, again, the national championship year was not a fluke. You need to prove that, again, that you didn't need Joe Brady to ultimately be a guy that can turn this offense around. As far as Bo Pelini, I don't know if anything can help Bo Pelini. Somebody's got to be the fall guy. Somebody's got to fall on the sword for, again, what has happened with this LSU program. And he seems to be, again, uh, the, the most obvious suspect here. And it'll be ultimately, to see, again, to see who will be the next defensive coordinator at LSU. Uh, Oak can say all he wants that, again, nothing's changing until the end of the season. Something's going to change because the boosters and, and the powers that be are going to put pressure on him. But I will say it again, as I said in the first hour, when you talk about Coach Ezra and Ogeron, even though he's a year removed from, again, the greatest team in college football history, a national championship, and everything that went down, Heisman Trophy, all the accolades that happened, he was not hired by Scott Woodward. And at the end of the day, his leash is now short. It's very short. Those, those, those um, recruits that he has on the line here that he keeps talking about being committed, they are verbally committed, ladies and gentlemen. They're not assigned on the dotted line. And ultimately, if we start seeing defections on this recruiting class, it's going to be a chink in the armor for Ed Ogeron. So uh, I just say this, as I said in the first hour, when you start talking about this team, uh, they better show up against Florida. They better not get embarrassed, and they better beat Ole Miss. And then wherever they go to a bowl game, because Woodward said today he's going to accept an invitation, they better show up in the bowl game and try to salvage this season and at least go 500. At least go 500. We shall see. All right, when we come back, back, we're going to talk a little bit about what's going on with the city. Larry Holder will join us at the bottom of the hour. I'm your host, Eric Asher. You're listening to Inside New Orleans, brought to you by our friends at Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating, acpromise.com, acpromise.com. Are you worried about COVID-19? Are you worried about the air quality in your home? Well, think about the APCO Whole Home Treatment System. Uh, it's installed directly in your air, in your air conditioning duct system, and it continuously cleans the air in your, in your home 24 hours a day, 365 days a year. Uh, it has been proven, again, to be able to, again, kill the COVID-19 virus. If you're expecting to be uh, in, in your home lockdown or, again, you just want to make sure that your air quality is top-notch in your home, uh, contact my friends at Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating about the APCO Whole Home Air Treatment System. ACpromise.com. ACpromise.com. 
Portland's country, 106.1 Nash Icon is once again your home for New Orleans privateers basketball. Tune in to Jude Young for all the action as UNO takes on top-rated college basketball teams, including local rivals and Southland Conference foes in their quest to win championships and return to the NCAA tournament. All season long, set sail with the UNO privateers on New Orleans country, 106.1 Nash Icon. This report is sponsored by Staples Stores. Staples helps you ship all your gifts and packages this year. Now save 25% on UPS expedited shipping services. Plus take up to 30% off selected shipping supplies like boxes, tape, and padded mailers. In-store only. Offers in 1221. See store for details. Staples. If you're traveling along the Crescent City connection coming into the city, delays remain solid from before Chopper Tulas to the O'Keefe exit. Delays are steady on 10 westbound from North Claiborne to Canal. Also, your delays are solid on 10 eastbound from just past Elysian Fields to before the high rise. On the 610 on the eastbound side, your backups are from Elysian Fields to the 10610 merge. On the westbound side, your delays are steady from just before Canal Boulevard to the 10610 merge. And also look out for delays on 10 westbound from Causeway to Veterans. I'm Ed Robinson. On the East Bank and West Bank, from the lake to the Gulf, the men and women of the Jefferson Parish Sheriff's Office keep our parish safe. Some are on the beat, others behind the scenes, ensuring the safety of our community. JPSO is now looking for correctional officers and 911 dispatchers. Your community's calling. Answer the call. Visit JPSOjobs.com for the complete benefits package and salary. Bienvenue on Hickory is open during the coronavirus shutdown. Bienvenue is offering our full menu as well as wine and beer by way of curbside service or our drive-up window at 467 Hickory Avenue. Our wait staff will deliver to your door or use waiter. Check out our menu today at bienvenueharahan.com. Then place your order at 504-305-4792. That's 504-305-4792. Gift cards are available. Order today from Bienvenue on Hickory, 305 Sportsbeat is the place to watch your favorite team. Come check out all the games, including NFL, NBA, and college on 20 TVs. Open seven days, 11 a.m. until 2 a.m. Happy hour Monday through Friday from 11 a.m. to 6 p.m. Great menu featuring two, count them, two steak nights. Wednesday night, 6 p.m. till. $10 choice fillets. Friday night, 6 p.m. till. $10 choice ribeyes. Private room available. Sportsbeat is located at 3330 Ridge Lake at 16th Street behind Wendy's on Causeway. Sportsbeat Pub and Cafe. Home of fantastic cocktails, large beer selections, delicious food, friendly staff and all the sports you can handle. These days we're all concerned about the air quality in our homes and workplaces. Burkhart's Air Conditioning and Heating has the solution for you, your family, your employees and your customers. It's the APCO Whole Home Treatment System. This state-of-the-art air filtration system is installed inside your central air system and detoxes the air as it's circulated through your HVAC system. If you're concerned about the indoor air quality in your home or business, then contact Burkhart's Air Conditioning and Heating at acpromise.com and find out more about the APCO Air Filtration System. That's Burkhart's Air Conditioning and Heating at acpromise.com. Oceana Grill, bourbon at Conti in the French Quarter. Voted top 10 U.S. restaurant for everyday dining by TripAdvisor. Open seven days a week, home of New Orleans' best breakfast. There's something for everyone on our menu. Serving Cajun Creole dishes that will delight for lunch and dinner. Fantastic cocktails that will amaze. Come dine in our authentic French Quarter courtyard. We have five private rooms that can accommodate from 10 to 120 guests for dining or your next event. Oceana Grill is family friendly, but perfect for an incredible dining experience with friends or that special someone. Order online for delivery at Oceanagrill.com. Oceana Grill is the best time off Bourbon Street. 
on any day in December, Pizza Hut can give to you. The Triple Treat Box. Two pizzas, breadsticks, and Cinnabon mini rolls. Order online at PizzaHut.com. No one out pizzas the hut. Exclusions apply. Combinability of discounts and specials, prices, and participation vary. Additional charge for extra toppings or pan crust. Welcome back. You're listening to Inside New Orleans. I'm your host, Eric Ash. At 535, we'll get back to sports. Larry Holder of The Athletic is going to join us on the program. Uh, yes, on Saturday, there was an election. I hope a lot of folks got out there and, and had your voice heard. But in, in Orleans Parish, uh, I, I think the voice was heard loudly. I thought a message was sent by the voters on Saturday to Mayor Latoya Cantrell, and I thought it was loud and clear. What was the message? We're not stupid. We're not going to fall for, for the misinformation campaign uh, that you attempted to fool us with. And we're not going to give you carte blanche to, to maneuver tax dollars as you see fit without any oversight. And furthermore, the citizens of this city will not be held hostage by the mayor's threats of layoffs and furloughs of city employees. Uh, the city, uh, the, the citizens resoundly, okay, uh, voted down all four uh, of, of the of the initiatives that were on the ballot uh, that had to had to do with with, with taxes. Uh, now the uh, the, the voters rejected the, the package of ballot propositions that were put forth by the Cantrell administration on how the city would, would spend about twenty three million dollars in property taxes per year. It also would have cut about forty percent of the uh, of the public library's budget and then distributed that about seven million dollars a year to economic development, housing, infrastructure, maintenance, and early high, uh, early uh, childhood programs. She used this bait-and-a-stick uh, approach all through this campaign, this misinformation campaign. Uh, the Cantrell administration tried to convince the public uh, that there were three, the three propositions that she had on the ballot were, were, were good for the city. Then she put, put forth a misleading campaign in which, again, city officials along with the mayor and, and along with a coalition of local and, and national nonprofits uh, tried to be able to, again, bamboozle the public in, in, into, into voting for these, for these propositions. Existing taxes that, that again, were, were going to be undedicated and, and allowed the mayor to be able to use that money as she, see, as she saw fit. Um, proposition 1 would have, would have increased the two existing property taxes for capital improvements, streets, traffic lights, signals. Uh, one was dedicated to streets, drainage, uh, facilities, maintenance, and vehicle and equipment. I was one that, again, back, back before Cantrell even knew what the council was or even knew what, again, what the mayor's office looked like was, was championing an infrastructure tax, right? An infrastructure tax that would be dedicated that we could rebuild this city with. The problem was the messenger was the problem. And the citizens didn't buy into, again, what Cantrell was selling them when it came to the infrastructure tax. Proposition 2 would have, would have reduced the existing property tax dedicated to public libraries and would have expanded the permissible use of the money to include libraries and early childhood education. So you used the childhood education as a carrot and a stick, and nobody was buying it. Okay, the city wanted to dedicate one point five million dollars of early education uh, of that money to early education in 2021 uh, and that the council would 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 uh, would ultimately dedicate that allocation. Uh, But again, it didn't come to fruition because voters voted it down. Proposition three would have would have broken up the existing property tax that would dedicate to housing and economic development in two separate taxes, one for economic development, the other for housing and blight alleviation. The, the, the combined rate of the new two new tax property taxes would have doubled property tax that they replaced. So it would have doubled the property tax they replaced, even though the mayor, throughout her misinformation campaign, continued to say that this was not raising any new taxes. This was existing taxes. 
She lied to the people of New Orleans over and over again to try to get these passes tax, these taxes passed, and it just did not work. The final one is one that we had talked about a lot on this program, and that was the French Quarter Security District tax renewal. It also failed. The additional 25 cents that, that, that French Quarter businesses and, 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 and residents voted on themselves that was in most cases paid by tourists to be able to allow, again, the, um, the patrols of state, state troopers and, again, post-certified off-duty New Orleans police officers to patrol the quarter. Uh, also, again, those little mini mini cars you see, and 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 of course the app. All that was going to be part of the of this of this renewal, but again, uh, the, the mayor got her hands in it. The mayor wanted to control the money, and then she wanted to get rid of uh, again the additional uh, police force, state police, and off-duty uh, New Orleans police officers for what I've been c- continue to tell you a citizens ground patrol that would again would handle nuisance calls or would handle again uh, a lot of the, um, uh, the the cleanup. Like I said before. Leave the, the, leave the security to, again, post-certified police officers. Leave the, the, the cleaning up to the quarter to the sanitation workers. We don't need a citizen's ground patrol. Uh, and, of course, we don't need the mayor also to control that money coming out of the quarter when it was dedicated to security for the quarter. The voters said no thank you, and they voted it down. Okay, French Quarter residents said no. The mayor got a dose of reality. The people of the city do not trust her. Okay, will not stand for the misinformation or the shady political games that she played with the citizens of this town. Okay, nor again with threats of layoffs or furloughs or reduction of public safety or city services gain. None of that again uh, would would allow her to gain control over the current or again additional revenue streams that she was trying to be able to bring in house. The question to me is. How is this not mainstream news? How is this not mainstream news, again, about the misinformation campaign that she put out there that ultimately, again, blew up in her face? The one thing you want from a public official is to be honest. She was totally dishonest about, again, how these taxes were, were, were going to come about, that there would be an increase in taxes when she said there wouldn't be, and ultimately, again, the use for those taxes. She just wanted to get her hands on the tax dollars at the end of the day. And the voters said no. Well, hopefully the voters will never forget her political double talk and her dishonesty with the voters of this city when her, when her term ends. Because we need an upgrade in the mayor's office. Desperately need an upgrade. I've said it for a long time on this program, ladies and gentlemen. In a post-Katrina New Orleans, we have no room for amateurs when it comes to government. You can't have amateurs on the city council, and you can't have amateurs in the mayor's office. You've got to have individuals, again, that know how city government works, that are honest, and, again, have a plan to be able to rebuild this city and move this city forward. This particular mayor is ready, fire, aim, and always has been. And on Saturday, she got a lunch handed to her. Hopefully the citizens of this, of this city will not forget what happened during this election. Will not forget the power that they, that they, they wield. And we'll also not forget, again, about this mayor trying to bamboozle them into, again, uh, approving taxes or, again, uh, 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 rededicating taxes and giving her carte blanche on what to do with those taxes. Hopefully they'll remember this when her term ends. All right, we take a break. We come back. Larry Holder of The Athletic is going to join us. Saints LSU on tap with him. We'll be right back after these messages. Katie's is open during the coronavirus shutdown. Katie's is offering our full menu as well as wine and beer by way of curbside service or delivery NOLA. Our wait staff will deliver to your door anywhere. Check out our world-famous menu at katiesinmidcity.com and then call now at 504-488-6582 and place your order. 
Curbside service is at Katie's at 3701 Abbeville. Gift cards are available. Keep our staff employed. Order now at 488-6582. That's Katie's, 488-6582. Southern Tire, family-owned and operated since 1972. Southern Tire is your one-stop shop for quality auto repairs and the best deals on tires. We offer a large selection of tires that will fit your budget no matter what you drive. In the market for a new set of wheels, at Southern Tire, we are your wheel experts. Choose from our large selection of wheels and tires up to 30 inches. Financing available. Hickory and Airline in Mentory open Monday through Friday from 8 a.m. to 6 p.m. Saturday from 8 a.m. till 3 p.m. Give us a call now at 504 504- 4737-1558 to schedule an appointment or go to southerntire.com and check out all the services we provide to our customers. So you're sitting in traffic on I-10, tired of your long work day and you're dreading cooking dinner for the family. So where's the place you should think of? Oceana Grill. And get ready to indulge your palate with the flavor it deserves. From blackened bayou duck to our signature barbecue shrimp, we know how to get you asking for more. Whether it's sitting outside or in our courtyard or kicking back at one of our indoor unique vibrant dining rooms, Oceana can make you feel right at home with our friendly staff and our naturally New Orleans cuisine. Oceana Grill, 739 Conti, in the heart of the fun, 8 a.m. to 1 a.m. daily. We know what you're missing in your kitchen. Oceana Grill. Contractors, tired of the runaround when you need an insurance quote? At Dave Miata Insurance, we are an independent insurance agency, so we make it easy to get that quote for your next job. We offer general liability, workman's comp, automobile and property insurance, and we will search over 50 insurance companies to get the right policy at the best price. Call, click, or come in for a quote today at 504-556-0809 or me at insagency.com. Your air conditioning system has to survive through the hot summer season. Do you know if it's ready? The best way to find out is to call Burkhart today. A quick tune-up from Burkhart's team of professional technicians will give you the peace of mind you're looking for this summer. Take it from me, Eric Asher. When it comes to a quick tune-up of your air conditioning system, there's no one else I trust more than Burkhart. Family-owned, licensed, and insured, that's Burkhart. Visit Burkhart today at acpromise.com. That's acpromise.com. And tell them Eric sent you. Food's so good, you just can't stop thinking about it. Imagine ravioli stuffed with jalapeno and three types of cheese, fried, then smothered in a homemade Alfredo sauce. Only at Bobby A. Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant. Food's so good, you just can't stop thinking about it. Imagine, topped with cheddar cheese, then smothered in a spicy crawfish and mushroom cream sauce. And that's just the fries. Only at Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant. You decided to upgrade your outdoor deck. So you ordered the essentials. A power washer, a set of patio chairs, and a shiny new grill. And you use your Bank of America Cash Rewards credit card choosing to earn 3% cash back on online shopping and up to 5.25% as a preferred rewards member, which you put towards your most essential deck addition, a bird feeder. Apply for yours at bankofamerica.com slash more rewarding. Copyright 2020, Bank of America Corporation. Mary's Bistro delivery business is bustling and ready to burst. Orders 34, 35, and 36 are up. Who's handling these? Hello, Mary's Bistro, now delivering. It's time to hire. I need Indeed. Indeed you do. The moment you sponsor a job on Indeed, you get a short list of quality candidates from our resume database. Indeed delivers two and a half times more hires than the other branded job sites combined, according to Breezy HR 2019. Visit Indeed.com credit and get a $75 credit for your first job post. Terms and conditions apply.
Hey, folks, don't forget about my friends at Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating. If you're in the market for a new air conditioning heating system, think Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating. They'll come out to your home. They'll do a consultation with you. They'll use the state-of-the-art equipment to be able to, again, measure your home, your duct work. Uh, the duct work that they will meet, manufacture in-house. That's right, in-house, their facility in Mandeville. Uh, they have Nate certified technicians, the highest certification you can get in the industry. They do continuing education to continue to have those Nate certified technicians certified, again, as the ever-changing world in air conditioning and heating systems. And, of course, the new systems are energy efficient, so you'll save money on your power bill each and every month. Ask about their 25% energy reduction guarantee. Ask about five-year industry financing. It's Burkhart Air Conditioning and Heating. In the market for a new air conditioner heating system, it's Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating, acpromise.com, acpromise.com. All right, we turn our attention back to sports. Our good friend Larry Holder of The Athletic joins us each and every Monday. Larry, how you doing? Eric, I'm doing fine. How are you? Doing great, Larry. Before we get started, why don't you tell the folks about The Athletic? It's holiday season. A lot of folks are looking for stocking stuffers for that sports fan in their life. And I can tell you, I am a satisfied customer. I love The Athletic. If you love if you love great writing, whether it be local, national, international, on all sports, The Athletic's the place to go. Tell us all about it. Yep, theathletic.com slash New Orleans. And we got a, a good deal uh, that will... Uh... It's either up now or uh, I'm I'm teasing a deal where it's going to be coming up uh, in the next day or so where if you buy a year subscription, you get another one for free and you can gift it to someone. So I think that'll uh, right up there for your uh, uh, as a stocking stuffer for someone you like. So theathletic.com slash New Orleans. uh, Go check it out. Myself, Jeff Duncan, Captain Terrell, Brody Miller, Will Guillory on the local end. And we have every other beat in America and uh, uh, overseas soccer, uh, other sports, you name it, we've got it all covered at The Athletic. Larry, uh, yesterday, Saints uh, uh, beat Atlanta. Too close for comfort, in, in my opinion. Again, they, they shot themselves in the foot a lot. You talk a lot of things that, that, that really plagued this team in September came back. Uh, the penalties, the turnovers, the, the, again, the bust. Uh, well, again, it didn't end up, ended up biting them, but it could have. Uh, again, I'm hoping this is just an anomaly, having to, play, having to take on a division opponent twice in three weeks. Uh, but nevertheless, uh, they were able to prevail, but... You can't have this, again, as we get it deep into December and January, uh, the type of hiccups that we saw early in the season that they had kind of pretty much ironed out that reared its ugly head yesterday. Yeah, if you look on, let's just start offensively. Look, you know, they have a chance to go up 15, and uh, they go for it on fourth down, and they get it, and then all, all of a sudden ball control issues come into play with Taysom Hill, and he fumbles for the ninth time. Uh, well, actually, it, that was the eighth time because the ninth time came later where they almost turned the football over and gave Atlanta a, a real good chance to win without a Hail Mary. So uh, you bring those issues into play, and then uh, you look at the penalties and uh, the, 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 the lack of uh, stops by the Saints defense. Like we knew at some point they were going to give up a touchdown. I mean, they were playing at a mm-hmm. historic level. Sure. Uh, but – uh, it's not like the offense was able to put the Falcons away either. So, uh, but it's like Atlanta, they still have some talented players. I mean, it's not like they're playing the Jets or they're playing Jacksonville, uh, a team that's always uh, looking to be feisty against the Saints. And so, uh, even though it wasn't some big blowout win, uh, still, you, 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 you swept Atlanta. Uh, I think that's a good thing no matter what season it is just because the division opponent knows you so well. And 
I mean, there's there's definitely a lot of positives, but yeah, still too close to comfort. I mean, it comes down to a hail mary that bobbles around and uh, then falls harmlessly uh, for the Saints' win. With that said, again, look, they they got the win. That's what counts. Uh, they they're now on a nine-game winning streak. Uh, they they're they're they've, they've clinched the playoff spot. They're they're in the driver's seat on the number one seed. Uh, they've won ten games. None of that is anything to sneeze at. This is this is a quality NFL football team. But the problem has been when we've gotten into December and January and February lately. This is where the, the this team hiccups has hiccups. Where again, when you're one and done and you can't afford the hiccups, and that's again why again I'm more uh, more. Down on what happened yesterday with the penalties and the and and just the, the things that we saw early that really hurt this team. It didn't come back to bite them yesterday, but hopefully again that's something they'll clean up. With that said, I'd like to get your take on Taysom Hill. Now we've seen Taysom Hill twice against the Falcons, once against the Denver Broncos. Uh, talk about his play and and overall your your thoughts on his play this season. I don't think there's any question we had to say through about 50 minutes he was way more improved than we'd seen, even though he had a pretty sure. solid game uh, against Atlanta the first time. Uh, obviously, we all can see the game plan was certainly different in Denver, and when they went up against a team that's susceptible to the pass, uh, he was able to throw it and throw it well and throw it with confidence. And uh, you see him uh, both of those times be able to uh, have big-time games with Michael Thomas. That's obviously something you want to be able to do. And I, I just feel like, Within the offense, Sean Payton opened it up a little bit more. And another example of why you can see why Sean Payton is enamored with Taysom Hill. And yet, look, the ball control issues are a problem. Like I said, he's fumbled nine times this year. That was tied for third most in the NFL uh, with Joe Burrow uh, as a uh, coincidentally enough. Uh, and then uh, he is tied for fourth in the NFL. This was leaving yesterday mm-hmm. uh, with four loss fumbles. And so you can't have that. Sean Payton knows it. Taysom Hill knows it. Now, how long is Taysom Hill going to be the quarterback right now this season? Uh, maybe one more week. And then uh, Drew will come back and we'll really ramp up this conversation again, uh, probably in the off season. Uh, when we all assume Drew Brees retires. But I think overall, uh, you have to say that Taysom Hill is growing as a quarterback. I, you know, I, I think even even if you see the ball control issues, he's certainly growing as more of a passer than I'm sure a lot of us anticipated. I 100% agree. Larry, I will say this, and, and you, you mentioned the nine fumbles. You know, again, that's something he's got to clean up no matter what because he still is a big part of this offense uh, in terms of, again, his utilization as a Swiss Army knife. And he's going to carry the football a lot uh, into the month of December and January and then hopefully into February if this team makes it to the Super Bowl. So he's got to get that under control. And what do you do? I mean, do you make him go through, like, drills in practice where they're swatting at the ball high and tight? I mean, make him carry the ball around the facility almost like, a running back, and so right. I, it's I, hard. I don't know. Uh, and here's the thing that I, I keep trying to point out to people, that it's not like Taysom Hill is a trained running back. You know, he's more like a runner who plays quarterback. He's not a running back. And so I feel like running backs are more used to uh, having the ball swiped at him, this, that, and the other quarterbacks. Because let's, let's be honest, he is still naturally a quarterback. 
they're not totally used to having people swiping at the ball constantly like Mm -hmm. a receiver or like a running back. And so where do you do that medium? I mean, you the only way to work at it is for people to try to swat the ball and rip the ball away from them. And that has to happen in practice. But it's not like you really want to have your quarterback being like beat on in practice. So what do you do? You know, it's a, it's a funny situation that the Saints have here because we know he's not going to just be standing in the pocket. Like the person who leads the NFL in fumbles is Derek Carr. I mean, he's a pocket passer. You know, we know Taysom and Derek Carr has obviously had far more snaps than Taysom Hill. So if you do on average per snap, I mean, Taysom Hill's average is probably through the roof, probably leads the NFL by mm-hmm. a long, long shot. Uh, but still, uh, what do you do? How do you do it? I think that's something that uh, is maybe more delicate uh, with a quarterback. You don't want to beat on him in practice. One thing I did like from yesterday, again, the balance on offense, 37 passes, 36 runs. One thing that surprised me was Latavius Murray only getting five carries. Yeah, that kind of surprised me too. Uh, but, you know, that's the way it's been. Uh, last year uh, where when Latavius Murray got hot and then they kind of pulled the plug on him, it's, it's really strange. I think maybe that Sean Payton figured Alvin Kamara could be more effective against someone like Atlanta, uh, maybe a little bit more than Latavius Murray. And also when you're playing the Falcons, you're throwing the football way more because their mm-hmm. pass defense is no good. So I think it's more part of a game plan to attack an Atlanta deficiency rather than, well, we're just not going to use Latavius Murray as much. Uh, because, look, Taysom Hill threw the ball far more times this time than he did against the Falcons. Yes. And he played far more snaps against the Falcons than he did this time against the Falcons. So I think it's more game plan. Uh, you know, it's like, well, if Latavius Murray gets a ton of snaps, then Alvin Kamara is not involved in the passing game as much. But guess what? Alvin Kamara was more involved, obviously was effective. So, hey, there's only one ball to go around, Eric. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I get it, Larry. But you know what? This why it surprised me was because of Deion Jones, and Deion Jones is the one player in the NFL that really matches up well against Kamara. When you talk about speed, you really can't do the a lot of stuff. The wide to the field, the screens. He's there. I mean, he's like a heat-seeking mi- missile. And I thought they'd use Murray more, but again, you know, Kamara got that big 37-yard run, and then of course a lot of the rest of the runs, you know, we just you know you just had to kind of churn them out. There were four physical runs. Uh, but with that said, you know, again, when, when with Jones on the field, I expected to see more out of Murray, uh, but it was the opposite. And look, it worked. I mean, again, Kamara had a nice game. You know, he had 18, 88 yards on 50 on, on 15 carries. You know, he caught, he caught the ball as well. You know, for, for for the Saints as well. So, you know, you got to like what you saw out of um, uh, out of Kamara. Even again, having to go up against Deion Jones. Well, also look at him. Taysom ran the ball more uh, this game than he did the previous game against the Falcons. More designed runs. Uh, right. So. Sure. And then you can't forget. Atlanta's arguably – you talk about Deion Jones. I mean, he's someone who's hard to run against. But uh, their other linebacker is very good. And Grady Jarrett's one of the better defensive linemen in the NFL. So no I doubt. think that and, – and like I said, the pass defense, that is the major deficiency for Atlanta. I mean, it's indisputable. They're 31st in the NFL. So mm-hmm. I'm sure Sean figured, let's try to throw on these guys. And, again, if Pate uh, – if Taysom can't throw on the Falcons, who can he throw on? So the fact that he got even better against the Falcons this time, 
I think that's more of a positive than maybe the, any of these other things. Is it my imagination or is Marcus Williams getting better? He seems to be much more physical. He seems to be in, in the plays. Now, again, there were some th- something that you scratch your heads on, but for the most part, he seems to be getting better. Is, is that my imagination, or are you seeing the same thing? I would agree with you. Uh, last year, we were harping a lot on his missed tackles. He's definitely uh, cut down on those. He's reading the plays better. I think it's just having a better sense of within the defense. I mean, I feel like it's overall – you're seeing that, but you're seeing Marcus Williams where he needs to be. I mean, uh, that breakup, uh, pass breakup deep, it was like, wow, you saw him coming. Yep. I thought he was going to be able to intercept it. He was in such good position. I mean, just out of reach, but very good play. And uh, it's, it's one of the reasons why the Saints uh, want to try to stick by with him because they, they know he's capable of that. We're probably seeing some of his best football that we've seen. Uh, maybe since his rookie year, uh, and so look, I, I think a defense as a whole. I think it's, I think it's also really helped to have someone back there, like Malcolm Jenkins in the room, who's got a really good understanding now of the defense, putting the people in the right places, and you can trust the corners that they have. I mean, we're seeing C.J. Gardner Johnson get better. Uh, like when Janoris Jenkins and P. Rob are out there, they've played well. Uh, you know, Marshawn Lattimore. Uh, maybe, I don't know, maybe like 80%, 85% of, of the pro bowler. Uh, you know, sometimes he, he's have, had some hiccups, but overall he's been good. So I think that's helped Marcus Williams mm-hmm. kind of develop, and they're all kind of feeding off each other. Uh, but, you know, I, I think this is uh, – uh, I think Marcus Williams is making himself some money, uh, you know, yep. because he's, he's, go, he's going to the end of his contract. And so it's definitely something that – uh, you know, it's just one more piece where you're saying, all right, this team's getting better. This team is getting better uh, uh, heading into the month of December. Yep, no doubt. Let's. Um, let, I want to talk about Breeze for a second, then I want to get to LSU before we, before we finish up. Do you anticipate him coming back this week or are them holding him out to Kansas City? I don't anticipate him coming back this week. And when he got hurt, look, it's, I think it was something to where Ribs are ribs. I mean, you can't rehab ribs to make them heal. Uh, so if, if he's still not able to physically move, I, I think that's part of it. You know, uh, Mike Neighbors from CST, he has a weekly uh, interview with him, and he says, look, he's hopeful, but, but he still has landmarks he has to hit. And so uh, I would suspect he would come back for the Kansas City game. But I preface that in saying I thought he would sit out through the bye last year with the right thumb injury, and he came back a week earlier, they won against Arizona. So Drew Brees is always looking to push the limit as far as the timeline. But, you know, I think the Saints uh, – and Drew, I think Drew knows he needs to be smart about this mm-hmm. because one hit and he's on – you know, he's banged up again. So I think he knows he needs to be smart about this. And it's not just the thumb. It's uh, an entire torso. Like, he needs sure. to heal up. And the Saints are winning, you know, the 3-0 with Taysom Hill mm-hmm. as quarterback, just like last year, 5-0 and with Teddy Bridgewater as the starter. So uh, I would not anticipate him coming back this week. 
my timetable is more looking at uh, the Kansas City game. Yeah, I would agree. All right, I got about four minutes left. I got to ask you about LSU. You're a graduate. You watch this this team very very closely. Uh, a, a loss of historic proportions to Alabama. It, it has been obviously a historic uh, in in terms of again uh, being a national champion and having the type of season they've had. Uh, I anticipate some changes in the off season. Not to coach Ogeron because he's coming off a championship season, but some some staff changes. What are your what's your anticipation for this Tiger team in the off season? Well, I covered the game Saturday night, and I thought it was going to be awful going in, and to see it be awful, uh, it really it's still just a shock to the system because LSU should never look awful like that against anyone. And they've looked awful multiple times this year. I mean, they lose by, what, 37 to Auburn. They lost to Alabama by, my math's right, 38. So uh, this can't happen. And – uh, look, I got a column coming out tomorrow. I'm, I'm not going to give the whole thing away, but basically I don't think anyone in the SEC fears them right now. That used to never be the case. I'm talking about anyone, period. Yes. And LSU needs to prove that they are to be feared. And I'm not just talking about this year. I mean, this is, this is going to be egg on their face to the program, to everyone involved, the players, the coaches for sure, of course, the administration, everyone involved. And now you can't just assume LSU is going to go out and beat someone. I, I'm to the point where I need to see it to believe it uh, because, LSU, you, know, you know, you always talk about LSU's number twos should mm-hmm. beat up on someone's number ones. But LSU's sure. number twos aren't beating up on anyone. And until that changes, the perception to me has changed because this is only going to get worse. I mean, Kyle Trask and Florida – they're going to be looking for revenge. They're probably going to beat them bad. And you know Lane Kiffin and Ole Miss, even though Lane Kiffin yep. and Ed Ogeron are buddies, mm-hmm. uh, Ole Miss and Ed Ogeron aren't buddies, and they're going to look to wipe the floor and then try to embarrass them too. The fact that I can bring up that either one of those schools can embarrass LSU is an embarrassment in and of itself for the program. And uh, changes have to be made. And here's the thing too. This is a, a, a really – hard economic climate to eat more contracts like how do you handle this and so this is just really just kind of a hornet's nest of of issues that uh, LSU has really unexpectedly fallen so deep into this uh, in, in their reigning championship season quick quick one word answer is the honeymoon over no not yet but it's getting close. Right. In my opinion, it is. In my opinion, again, if he comes out and has another year like this last, next year or even close, he's done. Uh, you can't live oh, off the national championship. Like yes. Uh, yes. If it's a losing season next year, he's done. Yes. Your excuses are gone if you tank next year. Then, In that, in that sense, yes. In that sense, yes. Yep. No doubt. Larry, as always, thanks for the uh, time. Let the folks know how they can follow you on social media and uh, how they can subscribe to The Athletic. Of course, at Larry Holder on social media, at The Athletic NOLA for all of our local work at The Athletic, theathletic.com slash New Orleans. Again, buy one subscription, get another one from free to gift to someone else. So go check it out, theathletic.com slash New Orleans. Thanks, brother. Appreciate the time. All righty. Thank you. That's Larry Holder. I'm Eric Asher. Be right back. 
Hey, Eric, welcome to the newly renovated TikTok. Come on in. Quick, close the door, Mike. You're letting the flies out. All right, don't start that again. Hey, look, we've been back operating almost two months now. Yeah, and your sign should say, sorry, we're back open. Stop. Come on. So what do you think about the new paint job and the repaved parking lot? I think you can put lipstick on a pig, but it's still a... All right, enough is enough. The TikTok Cafe open 24-7 at the intersection of Causeway and I-10 in Metairie. Come join us at Old New Orleans Cookery, 205 Bourbon Street. Open late, serving lunch and dinner seven days a week. Have an extraordinary cocktail while enjoying authentic Cajun Creole cuisine in our dining rooms or our beautiful courtyard. Two Bourbon Street balconies with adjoining private rooms to dine in or have your next event. Bring your family or friends for a wonderful dining experience. Old New Orleans Cookery is perfect for date night. Order online for delivery at nolacookery.com. It's always a great time on Bourbon Street at Old New Orleans Cookery. Hi, Eric Asher. Once again, talking about my good friends at Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating. Have you heard these honeydew complaints? Honey, did you fix the AC? Honey, the house is hot again. Honey, the AC bill is more than our mortgage. It's time to turn those honeydews into honeyduns. When it comes to replacing your AC system, I recommend Burkhardt. For over 30 years, Burkhardt has provided quality, affordable air conditioning replacement systems. Ask about special financing as low as $149 a month. Visit acpromise.com. That's acpromise.com for more information. If you're in the market for a quality used car, come visit us at Southern Tire Auto Sales. We have a large selection of pre-owned cars, trucks, and SUVs for every taste and budget. Every pre-owned vehicle on the lot has been carefully inspected for safety and quality. At Southern Tire Auto Sales, we'll only sell you the best used vehicles and we'll never sell you something we wouldn't buy ourselves. Financing is available. Hickory and Airline and Mentory open Monday through Friday from 8 a.m. to 6 p.m. Saturday from 8 a.m. till 3 p.m. Give us a call now at 504-737-1558 to schedule an appointment or go to southerntire.com and check out all the services we provide to our customers. Hi, Eric Ash with celebrity chef Scott Craig of Katie. Scott, you have to be excited about Katie's expanded second floor seating and private dining rooms. Yeah, but how about my vast local sports knowledge? You know sports, but shouldn't we be talking about your award-winning Sunday brunch? I'd rather talk about the Saints and the Pels. How about your award-winning pizza or daily specials? How about them Saints? I admit you have a great take on local sports, but what about Katie's award-winning menu? Okay, folks, I invite you to dine at Katie's. Eric and I don't have to brag about the food at Katie's. The food speaks for itself. Katie's open seven days a week in the heart of Mid-City at 3701 Apple. And now a game of Commercial Chicken, brought to you by Progressive, where we see how long Flo can go without talking about insurance. Ready? Go. So, um, have you noticed how everyone's grammar is completely awful now? Like, you know, the texting and the LOLs. Whatever happened to punctuation? I mean, drivers who switch to Progressive could save big. Okay, you win. We can't help but save customers money. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Want to hear something amazing? Discover matches all the cash back you earn on your credit card at the end of your first year, automatically, dollar for dollar with no limit on how much you can earn. Extra cash? Come on, how amazing is that? In fact, it's even more amazing when you realize all the places where Discover is accepted. 99% of places in the U.S. that take credit cards. So when it comes to Discover, get used to hearing yes more often. Learn more at discover.com slash yes. 2020 Nielsen Report limitations apply. Food's so good, you just can't stop thinking about it. Imagine, topped with cheddar cheese, then smothered in a spicy crawfish and mushroom cream sauce. And that's just the fries. Only at Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant. Food's so good, you just can't stop thinking about it. Imagine peeled tail-on Gulf barbecue shrimp, swimming in butter, garlic, rosemary, and Cajun spices. Only at Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant. 
All right, folks, that's it for me. Thanks so much for tuning in. Certainly appreciate you checking out the show. Remember, the podcast will be available on Apple, Anchor, Spotify, iHeart, uh, Google, you name it, major platform. It'll be up there uh, at some point this evening. I want to thank Larry Holder for joining us on the program, as always, each and every Monday. Also want to thank our fantastic sponsors, sponsor this program. Please get out there, support those sponsors, especially those restaurant partners who, again, are really hurting right now. Uh, please get out there and support them all. Uh, again, you can go to ericasher.com for a slideshow the sponsor sponsor our program. Certainly appreciate uh, those sponsors and appreciate you over the last 18 years supporting those fantastic sponsors. Thanks again to Rudy back at studio for producing. Coming up next, it's All Access with uh, Ken Trahan, his guest, Mike Triplett of ESPN, the birthday boy, Tommy Chrysan, talking LSU, Frank Monica of St. Charles Catholic on the semi- semifinal playoff showdown uh, against Notre Dame this weekend. I'm Eric Asher. Thanks so much for listening. See you tomorrow, straight up 4 o'clock. From the dog catch to the governor, they all got to go. Anytime, anywhere. Smartphone, tune in radio app. We are 1061 Nash Icon, WRKN, Picayune, New Orleans. Blurred vision, muscle aches, gas, heartburn, upset stomach, constipation, weight changes, decreased sex drive, impudence, dry mouth, ringing in the ears, depression. Oh, yeah, and suicidal thoughts. It's the TikTok Cafe, Causeway I-10 in Metairie. Come join us at Old New Orleans Cookery, 205 Bourbon Street. Open late, serving lunch and dinner seven days a week. Have an extraordinary cocktail while enjoying authentic Cajun Creole cuisine in our dining rooms or our beautiful courtyard. Two Bourbon Street balconies with adjoining private rooms to dine in or have your next event. Bring your family or friends for a wonderful dining experience. Old New Orleans Cookery is perfect for date night. Order online for delivery at nolacookery.com. It's always a great time on Bourbon Street at Old New Orleans Cookery.
kind of party. I like this kind of party, baby. Hour number two of Inside New Orleans. I'm your host, Eric Asher. Thanks so much for being there. You're listening to Inside New Orleans, 106.1 FM Nash Icon. You can listen live at the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app. If you're outside the um, uh, vast signal that uh, 106.1 has, and, uh, of course, Nash FM 106.1, you can listen live as well as ericasher.com. Hey, don't forget the uh, Twitter feed is at Eric underscore Asher, and, of course, the uh, Facebook page is Eric Asher. Remember, you can also listen live at ericasher.com. And, uh, yeah, we got the podcast rolling for you now. Uh, Anchor, Apple, iHeart, Spotify, Google, all the major uh, pl- podcasting platforms. So, again, uh, usually try to try to get that posted about a half hour after the show is, is concluded. Uh, and uh, getting a lot of... Um, a lot of hits on it as well, and uh, glad to see it because I know we have a lot of people that, again, you can't list. I've after being in middays for 18 years, a lot of those folks that listen to me in middays, some of them can't can't listen in the late afternoons. They listen at their leisure. A lot of folks that again have have uh, lived in New Orleans, but want to find out what's happening here in the city. Uh, that live elsewhere, again, they can tune into the podcast now, so you can always check that out on, on again your favorite podcasting platform. Don't forget about the award-winning Inside New Orleans Sports. No guest this week. I'll have that for you tomorrow. Uh, but you can always check us out for our live broadcast Thursdays at 1 o'clock on WLAE-TV. A rebroadcast Thursday night at 6 o'clock on WLAE-TV. A rebroadcast on at 10 o'clock on The Deuce, WLAE-TV 2. All on Thursday. Three broadcasts on a Thursday. On a Friday, 9 o'clock, Pelican Sports Television. 10 p.m. on WLAE-TV2, and then Saturday at 2 a.m. on The Deuce, WLAE-TV2, and then 5 p.m. on Pelican Sports Television. We also post that on, on my social media pages. You can see it at ericasher.com, where, again, you can check out all the previous episodes, and the WLAE-TV YouTube page is where you can check out the current and all the previous episodes of the award-winning Inside New Orleans Sports. Larry Holder joins us on the program at 5.30 this afternoon from The Athletic. We'll talk Saints and LSU with him uh and of course a big win for the saints uh as i mentioned in the first hour uh we got a generation of fans that don't know what it's like to have to deal with losing seasons and uh you know hoping that you can uh, sweep the atlanta falcons hoping you can beat the trying to get to the playoffs uh i mentioned in the first hour this is a generation of saints fans that now looking for a super bowl wins uh, the Saints are now 10-2, and two, winning 10 games. Uh, they've won nine in a row. Uh, they're 5-0 and oh in the division, got a chance to sweep the division. They have swept the Atlanta Falcons this year. If, let me tell you, in the past, in generations in the past, if you would have swept the Atlanta Falcons, we would have threw a parade. Okay, that's again how much how, how deep this rivalry is, and how much the intense hate is between Saints fans and Atlanta fans. Uh, you know, it was kind of just ho home yesterday. Yeah, they're supposed to beat Atlanta. They're supposed to be able to uh, sweep the Falcons. Yes, they're the best team in the division. They should be the division leaders. Yes, they're the best team in the NFC. They should have the number one seed. All that coming to fruition right now. A great October, November where they were undefeated, but it's December now. December, January, and February is where they come up short. This is where the rubber hits the road for this Saints team. 
Hopefully, again, Breeze will be back for the Kansas City game. I would not rush him back against Philadelphia. Uh, Taysom has proven that, again, he has been able to handle the offense up to this point. There's no reason to think why Taysom Hill couldn't go into Philadelphia and beat the Philadelphia Eagles if he doesn't turn the football over. It is an issue. Okay, Peyton is sugarcoating it, something I've never seen before in my life. Okay, that, that Peyton sugarcoating a guy turning the ball over. Peyton, uh, Taysom is turning the ball over too much when it comes to fumbles. Okay, and look, he hasn't thrown the interceptions, but again, he hasn't put himself in a position in a lot of cases to throw those interceptions. He has, has a couple. What, I think he's got two on the season, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, but he's got to take care of the ball as a runner. This was even before he took over his quarterback. He was fumbling the football. Okay, he's got to take care of the, uh, of the football uh, because, again, that could have came back to bite the Saints yesterday. They allowed Atlanta to stay in this game. Uh, too many penalties, uh, too many busts. I mean, you had, the, you had the secondary bust in the first and second half. You had, uh, uh, what, you had Pete and Easton in the first half getting holding calls, which, again, stymied touchdown drives, could have touchdown drives. So, again, the penalties just killed this team. They reverted back to what they were doing in September with the penalties and the bust. But they were good enough to overcome that on Sunday. As you get in deep into, the, again, the fourth quarter of this season and then into, into again, the, uh, the postseason, you cannot play football like that, even though they won the game. Kudos to the Saints for another win. Congratulations to Taysom Hill on, on again, uh, playing a, a, a very good game with the exception of, of the fumbles. And, uh, you know, once again, you know, proving a guy like me, a naysayer, uh, wrong on whether he can be a starting quarterback in the NFL. I'll say it again. I think he can be a backup. The, the jury is still out on whether he can be a starter in the NFL. We'll, we'll get another chance, hopefully, to see that against Philadelphia. Because I'm going to tell you right now, there is no reason to rush Drew Brees back. Okay, there is no reason. He needs to be completely healed. That, again, that if he takes a shot, it's not going to put him back in a situation where those ribs are going to be re-injured or he's going to have problems that would keep him out of playoff games. He's going to win the playoff games for you. Sorry, Taysom Hill's not going to do that. Drew Brees will. Uh, Tulane, congratulations to the Greenies. Winners of four of their last five. Uh, six and five on the season now. Yeah, I'm going to go back and, and revert back to, again, uh, what could have been. Because this could have been a spectacular season for this team. If they beat Tulsa and SMU in overtime, two top 25 teams, if they don't, again, uh, mail it in against Navy in the second half, I mean, you're looking at three more wins, okay? You're looking at a nine-win season for the Greenies. That is a far cry from six and five, okay? So there are three games right now. If you're Willie Fritz and you go back and look at the tape at the end of the season, where are you going to be kicking yourselves? 35-21 winners over Memphis. They're now waiting on an invitation to a bowl game. And uh, I'd be interested to see, again, ultimately where they go. But, man, I know woulda, coulda, shoulda, right? Woulda, coulda, shoulda. But this Tulane team, uh, with the defense that they have, with the now a bona fide quarterback in Michael Pratt, who has gotten so much better uh, week to week, uh, and, and the stable of running backs they had, and, and, and let's face it, some pass catchers that got better throughout the season. Okay, they were, not, they were not thought well of, of early, but they were thought of uh, by the end of the season. Uh, those guys were playing well. Watts, et cetera, Johnson, all those guys playing pretty good ball. So we'll see how the Greenies progress. Losing a good one in Will Hall. He's going to be the head coach of Southern Miss. He's done, well, he's done worked wonders with Michael Pratt at quarterback. Uh, and the hope is that will continue under the next offensive coordinator. What can you say about LSU? Look, I talked about it last, uh, in the last hour. Uh, nobody's getting fired as far as Ed, Ed O'Shawn is going to be a head coach of LSU next year, but Scott Woodward is is not was not the athletic director that hired Ed O'Shawn, 
and they are one year removed from the greatest team in the history of college football. They are one year removed from a national championship. But we've never seen a drop when it comes to talent, when it, when it comes to, again, competitiveness. Uh, in, in, in a national championship team, uh, though from one year to the next, like we've seen this meteoric drop uh, in the LSU program. Look, I know. The losses and defections to the NFL. We knew about it coming into the season. What we didn't know was that there would still be even more defections in season. It's crushed the Tigers. There's no doubt about it. It's left them without their leadership. It's left them, again, with, with, with guys that were not supposed to play this year that are now being pushed into playing. A lot of reasons why they are where they are. But as I talked about in the first hour, O is also on, on, on the hook for this. You knew what was going on in this season. You know, you didn't know about COVID-19, but you knew that, again, there was going to be a changeover. You went and got Bo Pelini. He changes your defensive scheme. So you got players that, again, that you've recruited to, to play a Randa scheme, and now you're gonna now again you're trying to transform them in, into Pelini's scheme. It just did not work. It just did not work. And it's one of the reasons why we're seeing, again, uh, these lopsided scores that we've seen this season. Letting Mississippi State put, put uh, again, over 600 yards on you. Kid me? Now we can go right down the line of the ineptitude of this Tiger team this year. But with that said, there are going to be coaches that are going to walk the plank, whether that be Pelini, whether it be assistant coaches, whatever it's going to be. Uh, again, I talked about Coach Ensminger in the first hour. Look, he was dealt a bad hand. Uh, you got two freshman quarterbacks uh, that are coming in. You had, you had Miles Bennett who had no experience. So you knew it was going to be an uphill battle no matter what. But you didn't foresee having to deal with two freshman quarterbacks. And then again, your, two, your top receivers defecting on you. All that ended up hurting. But the biggest problem for this LSU team is the offensive line. It's been atrocious. And then again, that they should have been better. They should, they should have. All these young stars that again came out of high school that were supposed to be instant um, SEC type caliber players have not panned out. Have not panned out. And ultimately, the play calling at times has been suspect. You got to be able to at least run the football if you're LSU. At least be able to run the football effectively. And they were not able to do that. So a lot of people out there. The whispers, you hear it, this was all Joe Brady last year. This wasn't Ensminger, this was Joe Brady. Okay, Joe Brady was the guy that, that, that made the difference for this team. And, again, that's lurking over the, over the shoulder of, 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 um, of uh, Steve Ensminger right now. Now, the question is for Steve Ensminger, at your age, do you want to continue? Do you want to continue to grind day in, day out of what it takes to be an offensive coordinator in the SEC? And if the, if the question, answer is yes, well, then you need a quick turnaround next year. You need to prove that, again, the national championship year was not a fluke. You need to prove that, again, that you didn't need Joe Brady to ultimately be a guy that can turn this offense around. As far as Bo Pelini, I don't know if anything can help Bo Pelini. Somebody's got to be the fall guy. Somebody's got to fall on the sword for, again, what has happened with the LSU program. And he seems to be, again, uh, the, the most obvious suspect here. And it'll be ultimately to see, again, to see who will be the next defensive coordinator at LSU. Uh, o can say all he wants that, again, nothing's changing until the end of the season. Something's going to change because the boosters and, and the powers that be are going to put pressure on him. But I will say it again, as I said in the first hour, when you talk about Coach Ed Ogeron, even though he's a year removed from, again, the greatest team in college football history, a national championship, and everything that went down, Heisman Trophy, all the accolades that happened, he was not hired by Scott Woodward. And at the end of the day, his leash is now short. It's very short. Those, those, those um Recruits that he has on the line here that he keeps talking about being committed, they are verbally committed, ladies and gentlemen. They're not assigned on the dotted line. And ultimately, if we start seeing defections on this recruiting class, it's going to be a chink in the armor for Ed Ogeron. So, 
Uh, I just say this, as I said in the first hour, when you start talking about this team, uh, they better show up against Florida. They better not get embarrassed, and they better beat Ole Miss. And then wherever they go to a bowl game, because Wilbur said today he's going to accept an invitation, they better show up in the bowl game and try to salvage this season and at least go 500. At least go 500. We shall see. All right, when we come back, back we're going to talk a little bit about what's going on with the city. Larry Holder will join us at the bottom of the hour. I'm your host, Eric Asher. You're listening to Inside New Orleans, brought to you by our friends at Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating, acpromise.com, acpromise.com. Are you worried about COVID-19? Are you worried about the air quality in your home? Well, think about the APCO Whole Home Treatment System. Uh, it's installed directly in your air, in your air conditioning duct system, and it continuously cleans the air in your, in your home 24 hours a day, 365 days a year. Uh, it has been proven, again, to be able to, again, kill the COVID-19 virus. If you're expecting to be uh, in, in your home lockdown or, again, you just want to make sure that your air quality is top-notch in your home, uh, contact my friends at Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating about the APCO Whole Home Air Treatment System. acpromise.com, acpromise.com. New Orleans Country, 106.1 Nash Icon is once again your home for New Orleans Privateers basketball. Tune in to Jude Young for all the action as UNO takes on top-rated college basketball teams, including local rivals and Southland Conference foes, in their quest to win championships and return to the NCAA tournament. All season long, set sail with the UNO Privateers on New Orleans Country, 106.1 Nash Icon. This report is sponsored by Staples Stores. Staples helps you ship all your gifts and packages this year. Now save 25% on UPS expedited shipping services. Plus take up to 30% off selected shipping supplies like boxes, tape, and padded mailers. In store only. Offers in 1221. See store for details. Staples. If you're traveling along the Crescent City Connection coming into this city, delays remain solid from before chop. Tulas to the O'Keefe exit. Delays are steady on 10 westbound from North Claiborne to Canal. Also, your delays are solid on 10 eastbound from just past Elysian Fields to before the high rise. On the 610 on the eastbound side, your backups are from Elysian Fields to the 10610 merge. On the westbound side, your delays are steady from just before Canal Boulevard to the 10610 merge. And also look out for delays on 10 westbound from Causeway to Veterans. I'm Ed Robinson. On the East Bank and West Bank, from the lake to the Gulf, the men and women of the Jefferson Parish Sheriff's Office keep our parish safe. Some are on the beat, others behind the scenes, ensuring the safety of our community. JPSO is now looking for correctional officers and 911 dispatchers. Your community's calling. Answer the call. Visit JPSOjobs.com for the complete benefits package and salary. Bienvenue on Hickory is open during the coronavirus shutdown. Bienvenue is offering our full menu as well as wine and beer by way of curbside service or our drive-up window at 467 Hickory Avenue. Our wait staff will deliver to your door or use waiter. Check out our menu today at bienvenueharahan.com. Then place your order at 504-305-4792. That's 504-305-4792. Gift cards are available. Order today from Bienvenue on Hickory, 305 Four seven nine two. Sportsbeat is the place to watch your favorite team. Come check out all the games, including NFL, NBA, and college on 20 TVs. Open seven days, 11 a.m. until 2 a.m. Happy hour Monday through Friday from 11 a.m. to 6 p.m. Great menu featuring two, count them, two steak nights. Wednesday night, 6 p.m. till. $10 choice fillets. Friday night, 6 p.m. till. $10 choice ribeyes. Private room available. Sportsbeat is located at 3330 Ridge Lake at 16th Street behind Wendy's on Causeway. Sportsbeat Pub and Cafe. Home of fantastic cocktails, large beer selections, delicious food, friendly staff and all the sports you can handle. 
These days, we're all concerned about the air quality in our homes and workplaces. Burkhart's Air Conditioning and Heating has the solution for you, your family, your employees, and your customers. It's the APCO Whole Home Treatment System. This state-of-the-art air filtration system is installed inside your central air system and detoxes the air as it's circulated through your HVAC system. If you're concerned about the indoor air quality in your home or business, then contact Burkhart's Air Conditioning and Heating at acpromise.com and find out more about the APCO Air Filtration System. That's Burkhart's Air Conditioning and Heating at acpromise.com. Oceanic Grill, bourbon at Conti in the French Quarter. Voted top 10 U.S. restaurant for everyday dining by TripAdvisor. Open seven days a week, home of New Orleans' best breakfast. There's something for everyone on our menu. Serving Cajun Creole dishes that will delight for lunch and dinner. Fantastic cocktails that will amaze. Come dine in our authentic French Quarter courtyard. We have five private rooms that can accommodate from 10 to 120 guests for dining or your next event. Oceanic Grill is family friendly, but perfect for an incredible dining experience with friends or that special someone. Order online for delivery at Oceanagrill.com. Oceanic Grill is the best time off Bourbon Street. On any day in December, Pizza Hut can give to you. The Triple Treat Box, two pizzas, breadsticks, and Cinnabon mini rolls. Order online at PizzaHut.com. No without pizzas, the Hut. Exclusions apply. Combinability of discounts and specials, prices, and participation vary. Additional charge for extra toppings are pan crust. Welcome back. You're listening to Inside New Orleans. I'm your host, Eric Asher. At 535, we'll get back to sports. Larry Holder of The Athletic is going to join us on the program. Uh, yes, on Saturday there was an election. I hope a lot of folks got out there and, and had your voice heard. But in, uh, in Orleans Parish, uh, I, I think the voice was heard loudly. I thought a message was sent by the voters on Saturday to Mayor Latoya Cantrell, and I thought it was loud and clear. What was the message? We're not stupid. We're not going to fall for, for the misinformation campaign uh, that you attempted to fool us with. And we're not going to give you carte blanche to, to maneuver tax dollars as you see fit without any oversight. And furthermore, the citizens of this city will not be held hostage by the mayor's threats of layoffs and furloughs of city employees. Uh, the city, uh, the, the citizens resoundly, okay, uh, voted down all four uh, of, of, the, of the initiatives that were on the ballot uh, that had to, had to do with, with, with taxes. Uh, now, the, uh, the, the voters rejected the, the package of ballot propositions that were put forth by the Cantrell administration on how the city would, would spend about $23 million in property taxes per year. It also would have cut about 40% of the, uh, of the public library's budget and then distributed that about $7 million a year to economic development, housing, infrastructure, maintenance, and early, high, uh, early uh, childhood programs. She used this bait-and-a-stick uh, uh, approach all through this campaign, this misinformation campaign. Uh, the Cantrell administration tried to convince the public uh, that there were three, the three propositions that she had on the ballot were, were, were good for the city. Then she put, put forth a misleading campaign in which, again, city officials, along with the mayor and, and along with a coalition of local and, and national nonprofits, uh, tried to be able to, again, bamboozle the public in, in, into, into voting for these, for these propositions. Existing taxes. That, that, again, we're, we're going to be undedicated and, and allow the mayor to be able to use that money as she, see, as she saw fit. Um, proposition 1 would have, would have increased the two existing property taxes for capital improvements, streets, traffic lights, signals. Uh, one was dedicated to streets, drainage, uh, facilities, maintenance, and vehicle and equipment. I was one that, again, back, back before Cantrell even knew what the council was or even knew, what again, what the mayor's office looked like was, was championing an infrastructure tax, right? an infrastructure tax that would be dedicated that we could rebuild this city with. The problem was the messenger was the problem. 
and the citizens didn't buy into, again, what, what Cantrell was selling them when it came to the infrastructure tax. Proposition 2 would have, would have reduced the existing property tax dedicated to public libraries and would have expanded the permissible use of the money to include libraries and early childhood education. So use the childhood education as a carrot and a stick, and nobody was buying it. Okay, the city wanted to dedicate $1.5 million of early education uh, of that money to early education in 2021 uh, and that the council would 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 uh, would ultimately dedicate that allocation. Uh, But again, it didn't come to fruition because voters voted it down. Proposition three would have would have broken up the existing property tax that would dedicate to housing and economic development in two separate taxes, one for economic development, the other for housing and blight alleviation. The, the, the combined rate of the new two new tax property taxes would have doubled property tax that they replaced. So it would have doubled the property tax they replaced, even though the mayor, throughout her misinformation campaign, continued to say that this was not raising any new taxes. This was existing taxes. She lied to the people of New Orleans over and over again to try to get these passes tax, these taxes passed, and it just did not work. The final one is one that we had talked about a lot on this program, and that was the French Quarter Security District tax renewal. It also failed. The additional 25 cents that, that, that French Quarter businesses and, 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 and residents voted on themselves, that was in most cases paid by tourists, to be able to allow, again, the, um, the patrols of state, state troopers and Again, post-certified off-duty New Orleans police officers to patrol the quarter. Uh, also, again, those little mini mini cars you see, and 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 of course the app. All that was going to be part of this of this of this renewal. But again, uh, the, the mayor got her hands in it. The mayor wanted to control the money, and then she wanted to get rid of uh, again the additional uh, police force, state police, and off-duty uh, New Orleans police officers for what I've been c- continue to tell you a citizens' ground patrol that would again would handle nuisance calls or would handle again uh, a lot of the, um, uh, the the cleanup. Like I said before. Leave the, the, leave the security to, again, post-certified police officers. Leave the, the, the cleaning up to the quarter to the sanitation workers. We don't need a citizen's ground patrol. Uh, and, of course, we don't need the mayor also to control that money coming out of the quarter when it was dedicated to security for the quarter. The voters said no thank you, and they voted it down. Okay, French Quarter residents said no. The mayor got a dose of reality. The people of the city do not trust her. Okay, will not stand for the misinformation or the shady political games that she played with the citizens of this town. Okay, nor again with threats of layoffs or furloughs or reduction of public safety or city services gain. None of that again uh, would would allow her to gain control over the current or again additional revenue streams that she was trying to be able to bring in house. The question to me is. How is this not mainstream news? How is this not mainstream news, again, about the misinformation campaign that she put out there that ultimately, again, blew up in her face? The one thing you want from a public official is to be honest. She was totally dishonest about, again, how these taxes were, were, were going to come about, that there would be an increase in taxes when she said there wouldn't be, and ultimately, again, the use for those taxes. She just wanted to get her hands on the tax dollars at the end of the day. And the voters said no. Well, hopefully the voters will never forget her political double talk and her dishonesty with the voters of this city when her, when her term ends. Because we need an upgrade in the mayor's office. Desperately need an upgrade. I said it for a long time on this program, ladies and gentlemen. In a post-Katrina New Orleans, we have no room for amateurs when it comes to government. 
You can't have amateurs on the city council, and you can't have amateurs in the mayor's office. You've got to have individuals, again, that know how city government works, that are honest, and, again, have a plan to be able to rebuild this city and move this city forward. This particular mayor is ready, fire, aim, and always has been. And on Saturday, she got a lunch handed to her. Hopefully the citizens of this, of this city will not forget what happened during this election. Will not forget the power that they, that they, they wield. And will also not forget, again, about this mayor trying to bamboozle them into, again, uh, approving taxes or, again, uh, or rededicating taxes and giving her carte blanche on what to do with those taxes. Hopefully they'll remember this when her term ends. All right, we take a break. We come back. Larry Holder of The Athletic is going to join us. Saints LSU on tap with him. We'll be right back after these messages. Katie's is open during the coronavirus shutdown. Katie's is offering our full menu as well as wine and beer by way of curbside service or delivery NOLA. Our wait staff will deliver to your door anywhere. Check out our world-famous menu at katiesinmidcity.com and then call now at 504-488-6582 and place your order. Curbside services at Katie's at 3701 Iberville. Gift cards are available. Keep our staff employed. Order now at 488-6582. That's Katie's, 488-6582. Southern Tire, family-owned and operated since 1972. Southern Tire is your one-stop shop for quality auto repairs and the best deals on tires. We offer a large selection of tires that will fit your budget no matter what you drive. In the market for a new set of wheels at Southern Tire, we are your wheel experts. Choose from our large selection of wheels and tires up to 30 inches. Financing available. Hickory and Airline in Mentory open Monday through Friday from 8 a.m. to 6 p.m. Saturday from 8 a.m. till 3 p.m. Give us a call now at 504 Four seven three seven one five five eight to schedule an appointment or go to southerntire.com and check out all the services we provide to our customers. So you're sitting in traffic on I-10, tired of your long work day and you're dreading cooking dinner for the family. So where's the place you should think of? Oceana Grill. And get ready to indulge your palate with the flavor it deserves. From blackened bayou duck to our signature barbecue shrimp, we know how to get you asking for more. Whether it's sitting outside or in our courtyard or kicking back in one of our indoor unique vibrant dining rooms, Oceana can make you feel right at home with our friendly staff and our naturally New Orleans cuisine. Oceana Grill, 739 Conti, in the heart of the fun, 8 a.m. to 1 a.m. daily. We know what you're missing in your kitchen. Oceana Grill. Contractors, tired of the runaround when you need an insurance quote? At Dave Meehan Insurance, we are an independent insurance agency, so we make it easy to get that quote for your next job. We offer general liability, workman's comp, automobile and property insurance, and we will search over 50 insurance companies get the right policy at the best price call click or come in for a quote today at 504-556-0809 or dave me at insagency.com your air conditioning system has to survive through the hot summer season do you know if it's ready the best way to find out is to call burkhart today a quick tune-up from burkhart's team of professional technicians will give you the peace of mind you're looking for this summer take it from me eric asher when it comes to a quick tune-up of your air conditioning system, there's no one else I trust more than Burkhart. Family-owned, licensed, and insured, that's Burkhart. Visit Burkhart today at acpromise.com. That's acpromise.com. And tell them Eric sent you. Food so good, you just can't stop thinking about it. Imagine ravioli stuffed with jalapeno and three types of cheese, fried, then smothered in a homemade Alfredo sauce. Only at Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant. Food so good, you just can't stop thinking about it. Imagine, topped with cheddar cheese, then smothered in a spicy crawfish and mushroom cream sauce. And that's just the fries. Only at Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant. You decided to upgrade your outdoor deck. So you order the essentials. A power washer, 
a set of patio chairs, and a shiny new grill. And you use your Bank of America Cash Rewards credit card, choosing to earn 3% cash back on online shopping and up to 5.25% as a preferred rewards member, which you put towards your most essential deck addition, a bird feeder. Apply for yours at bankofamerica.com slash more rewarding. Copyright 2020, Bank of America Corporation. Mary's Bistro delivery business is bustling and ready to burst. Orders 34, 35, and 36 are up. Who's handling these? Hello, Mary's Bistro, now delivering. It's time to hire. I need Indeed. Indeed you do. The moment you sponsor a job on Indeed, you get a short list of quality candidates from our resume database. Indeed delivers two and a half times more hires than the other branded job sites combined, according to Breezy HR 2019. Visit Indeed.com slash credit and get a $75 credit for your first job post. Terms and conditions apply. Hey folks, don't forget about my friends at Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating. If you're in the market for a new air conditioner heating system, think Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating. They'll come out to your home, they'll do a consultation with you. They'll use the state-of-the-art equipment to be able to, again, measure your home, your ductwork. Uh, the ductwork that they will meet, manufacture in-house. That's right, in-house, their facility in Mandeville. Uh, they have Nate certified technicians, the highest certification you can get in the industry. They do continuing education to continue to have those Nate certified technicians certified, again, as the ever-changing world in air conditioning and heating systems and of course the new systems are energy efficient so you'll save money on your power bill each and every month ask about their 25 percent energy reduction guarantee ask about five-year industry financing it's burkhardt air conditioning and heating in the market for a new air conditioner heating system it's burkhardt air conditioning and heating acpromise.com acpromise.com all right we turn our attention back to sports our good friend larry holder of the athletic joins us each and every monday larry how you doing Eric, I'm doing fine. How are you? Doing great, Larry. Before we get started, why don't you tell the folks about The Athletic? It's holiday season. A lot of folks are looking for stocking stuffers for that sports fan in their life. And I can tell you, I am a satisfied customer. I love The Athletic. If you love, if you love great writing, whether it be local, national, international, on all sports, The Athletic's the place to go. Tell us all about it. Yep, theathletic.com slash New Orleans. And we got a, a good deal uh, that will... Uh, is either up now or uh, I, I'm, I'm teasing a deal where it's going to be coming up uh, in the next day or so where if you buy a year subscription, you get another one for free and you can gift it to someone. So I think that'll uh, right up there for your uh, uh, as a stocking stuffer for someone you like. So theathletic.com slash New Orleans. Uh, go check it out. Myself, Jeff Duncan, Captain Terrell, Brody Miller, Will Guillory on the local end. And we have every other beat in America and uh, uh, overseas soccer, uh, other sports, you name it, we've got it all covered at The Athletic. Larry, uh, yesterday, Saints uh, uh, beat Atlanta. Too close for comfort, in, in my opinion. Again, they, they shot themselves in the foot a lot. You talk a lot of things that, that, that really plagued this team in September came back. Uh, the penalties, the turnovers, the, the, again, the bust. Uh, well, again, it didn't end up, ended up biting them, but it could have. Uh, again, I'm hoping this is just an anomaly, having to, play, having to take on a division opponent twice in three weeks. Uh, but nevertheless, uh, they were able to prevail. But you can't have this, again, as we get it deep into December and January, uh, the type of hiccups that we saw early in the season that they had kind of pretty much ironed out that reared its ugly head yesterday. Yeah, if you look on – Let's just start offensively. Look, you know, they have a chance to go up 15, and uh, they go for it on fourth down, and they get it, and then all, all of a sudden ball control issues come into play with Taysom Hill, and he fumbles for the ninth time 
uh, well, actually, it, that was the eighth time because the ninth time came later where they almost turned the football over and gave Atlanta a, a real good chance to win without a Hail Mary. So uh, you bring those issues into play, and then uh, you look at the penalties and uh, the, the, the lack of uh, stops by the Saints defense. Like, we knew at some point they were going to give up a touchdown. I mean, they were playing at a mm-hmm. historic level. Sure. Uh, but uh, it's not like the offense was able to put the Falcons away either. So, uh, but it's like Atlanta, they still have some talented players. I mean, it's not like they're playing the Jets or they're playing Jacksonville, uh, a team that's always uh, looking to be feisty against the Saints. And so, uh, even though it wasn't some big blowout win, uh, still, you, 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 you swept Atlanta. Uh, I think that's a good thing no matter what season it is just because the division opponent knows you so well. And, look, I mean, there's, there's definitely a lot of positives. But, yeah, still too close to comfort. I mean, it comes down to a Hail Mary that bobbles around and uh, no. falls harmlessly uh, for the Saints' win. With that said, again, look, they, they got the win. That's what counts. Uh, they, they're now on a nine-game winning streak. Uh, they, they're, they're, they've, they've clinched the playoff spot. They're, they're in the driver's seat on the number one seed. Uh, they've won ten games. None of that is anything to sneeze at. This is, this is a quality NFL football team. But the problem has been when we've gotten into December and January and February lately, this is where the, the, this team hiccups has hiccups, where, again, when you're one and done and you can't afford the hiccups. And that's, again, why, again, I'm more uh, more down on what happened yesterday with the penalties and the and and just the things that we saw earlier that really hurt this team it didn't come back to bite them yesterday but hopefully again that's something they'll clean up with that said i'd like to get your take on Taysom hill now we've seen Taysom hill twice against the falcons once against the denver broncos uh talk about his play and and overall your your thoughts on his play this season i don't think there's any question we had to say through about 50 minutes he was way more improved than we'd seen, even though he had a pretty sure. solid game uh, against Atlanta the first time. Uh, obviously, we all can see the game plan was certainly different in Denver, and when they went up against a team that's susceptible to the pass, uh, he was able to throw it and throw it well and throw it with confidence. And uh, you see him uh, both of those times be able to uh, have big-time games with Michael Thomas. That's obviously something you want to be able to do. And I, I just feel like, Within the offense, Sean Payton opened it up a little bit more. And another example of why you can see why Sean Payton is enamored with Taysom Hill. And yet, look, the ball control issues are a problem. Like I said, he's fumbled nine times this year. That was tied for third most in the NFL uh, with Joe Burrow uh, as a – uh, coincidentally enough. Uh, and then uh, he is tied for fourth in the NFL. This was leaving yesterday mm-hmm. uh, with four lost fumbles. And so you can't have that. Sean Payton knows it. Taysom Hill knows it. Now, how long is Taysom Hill going to be the quarterback right now this season? Uh, maybe one more week. And then uh, Drew will come back and we'll really ramp up this conversation again, uh, probably in the off season. Uh, when we all assume Drew Brees retires. But I think overall, uh, you have to say that Taysom Hill is growing as a quarterback. I, you know, I, I, I think even, even if you see the ball control issues, he's certainly growing as more of a passer than I'm sure a lot of us anticipated.
I 100% agree. Larry, I will say this, and, and you, you mentioned the nine fumbles. You know, again, that's something he's got to clean up no matter what because he still is a big part of this offense uh, in terms of, again, his utilization as a Swiss Army knife. And he's going to carry the football a lot uh, in, in, into the month of December and January and then hopefully into February if this team makes it to the Super Bowl. So he's got to get that under control. And what do you do? I mean, do you make him go through, like, drills in practice where they're swatting at the ball high and tight? I mean, make him carry the ball around the facility almost like – a running back, and so right. I, like, it's hard. I don't know. Uh, and here's the thing that I, I keep trying to point out to people, that it's not like Taysom Hill is a trained running back. You know, he's more like a runner who plays quarterback. He's not a running back. And so I feel like running backs are more used to uh, having the ball swiped at him, this, that, and the other quarterbacks. Because let's, let's be honest, he is still naturally a quarterback. They're not totally used to having people swiping at the ball constantly like mm-hmm. a receiver or like a running back. And so where do you do that medium? I mean, you ha- the only way to work at it is for people to try to swat the ball and rip the ball away from them. I mean, that has to happen yes. in practice. But it's not like you really want to have your quarterback being, like, beat on in practice. So what do you do? You know, it's a, it's a, it's a funny situation that the Saints have here because – we know he's not going to just be standing in the pocket. Like, the person who leads the NFL in fumbles is Derek Carr. I mean, he's a pocket passer. You know, we know Taysom. And Derek Carr obviously had far more snaps than Taysom Hill. So, if you do on average per snap, I mean, Taysom Hill's average is probably through the roof, probably leads the NFL by mm-hmm. a long, long shot. Uh, but still, uh, what do you do? How do you do it? I think that's something that, uh, is maybe more delicate uh, with a quarterback. You don't want to beat on him in practice. One thing I did like from yesterday, again, the balance on offense, 37 passes, 36 runs. One thing that surprised me was Latavius Murray only getting five carries. Yeah, that kind of surprised me too. Uh, but, you know, that's the way it's been. Uh, last year uh, where when Latavius Murray got hot and then they kind of pulled the plug on him. It's, it's really strange. I think maybe that Sean Payton figured Alvin Kamara could be more effective against someone like Atlanta, uh, maybe a little bit more than Latavius Murray. And also when you were playing the Falcons, you're throwing the football way more because their mm-hmm. pass defense is no good. So I think it's more part of a game plan to attack an Atlanta deficiency rather than, well, we're just not going to use Latavius Murray as much. Uh, because, look, Taysom Hill threw the ball far more times this time than he did against the Falcons. Yes. And he played far more snaps against the Falcons than he did this time against the Falcons. So I think it's more game plan. Uh, you know, it's like, well, if Latavius Murray gets a ton of snaps, then Alvin Kamara is not involved in the passing game as much. But guess what? Alvin Kamara was more involved, obviously was effective. So, hey, there's only one ball to go around, Eric. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I get it, Larry. But you know what? This, why it surprised me was because of Deion Jones, and Deion Jones is the one player in the NFL that really matches up well against Kamara. When you talk about speed, you really can't do the a lot of stuff the wide to the field, the screens. He's there. I mean, he's like a heat-seeking missile. And I thought they'd use Murray more, but again, you know, Kamara got that big 37-yard run, and then of course a lot of the rest of the runs, you know, we just you know you just had to kind of churn them out. They were four physical runs. Uh, but with that said, you know, again, when, when with 
Jones on the field, I expected to see more out of Murray, uh, but it was the opposite. And look, it worked. I mean, again, Kamara had a nice game. You know, he had 18, 88 yards on 50 on, on 15 carries. You know, he caught, he caught the ball as well. You know, for, for for the Saints as well. So, you know, you got to like what you saw out of um, uh, out of Kamara, even again having to go up against Deion Jones. Well, also look at him. Taysom ran the ball more uh, this game than he did the previous game against the Falcons. More designed runs, uh, right? So, sure. And then you can't forget. Atlanta's arguably, you, you talk about Deion Jones. I mean, he's someone who's hard to run against, but uh, their other linebacker is very good. And Grady Jarrett's one of the better defensive linemen in the NFL. So no I doubt. think that's, and, and like I said, the pass defense, that is the major deficiency for Atlanta. I mean, it's indisputable. They're 31st in the NFL. So mm-hmm. I'm sure Sean figured, let's try to throw on these guys. And again, if Pate. Uh, if Taysom can't throw on the Falcons, who can he throw on? So the fact that he got even better against the Falcons this time, I think that's more of a positive than maybe the, any of these other things. Is it my imagination or is Marcus Williams getting better? He seems to be much more physical. He seems to be in, in the plays. Now, again, there were some th- something that you scratch your heads on, but for the most part, he seems to be getting better. Is, is that my imagination or are you seeing the same thing? I would agree with you. Uh, last year, we were harping a lot on his missed tackles. He's definitely uh, cut down on those. He's reading the plays better. I think it's just having a better sense of within the defense. I mean, I feel like it's overall you're seeing that, but you're seeing Marcus Williams where he needs to be. I mean, uh, that breakup, uh, pass breakup deep, it was like, wow, you saw him coming. Yep. I thought he was going to be able to intercept it. He was in such good position. I mean, just out of reach, but very good play. And uh, it's it's one of the reasons why the Saints uh, want to try to stick by him because they, they know he's capable of that. We're probably seeing some of his best football that we've seen, uh, maybe since his rookie year. Uh, and so, look, I, I think a defense as a whole, I think, it's, I think it's also really helped to have someone back there like Malcolm Jenkins in the room, who's got a really good understanding now of the defense, putting the people in the right places. And you can trust the corners that they have. I mean, we're seeing C.J. Gardner-Johnson get better. Uh, when Janoris Jenkins and P. Rob are out there, they've played well. Uh, you know, Marshawn Lattimore, uh, maybe, I don't know, maybe he's like 80%, 85% of, of the pro bowler. Uh, you know, sometimes he's have, had some hiccups, but overall he's been good. So I think that's helped Marcus Williams mm-hmm. kind of develop, and they're all kind of feeding off each other. Uh, but, you know, I, I think this is uh, – uh, I think Marcus Williams is making himself some money, uh, you know, yep. because he's, he's, go, he's going to the end of his contract. And so it's definitely something that, uh, you know, it's just one more piece where you're saying, all right, this team's getting better, this team is getting better uh, uh, heading into the month of December. Yep, no doubt. Let's. Um, let, I want to talk about Breeze for a second, then I want to get to LSU before we, before we finish up. Do you anticipate him coming back this week, or are them holding him out to Kansas City? I don't anticipate him coming back this week. And when he got hurt, look, it's, I think it was something to where ribs are ribs. I mean, you can't rehab ribs to make them heal. Uh, so if, if he's still not able to physically move, I, I think that's part of it. You know, uh, Mike Neighbors from CST, he has a weekly uh, interview with him, and he says, look, he's hopeful, but, but he still has landmarks he has to hit. And so uh, I would suspect he would come back for the Kansas City game. 
But I preface that in saying I thought he would sit out through the bye last year with the right thumb injury, and he came back a week earlier. They won against Arizona. So Drew Brees is always looking to push the limit as far as the timeline. But, you know, I think the Saints – uh, and Drew, I think Drew knows he needs to be smart about this mm-hmm. because one hit, and he's on. You know, he's banged up again. So I think he knows he needs to be smart about this. And it's not just the thumb; it's uh, an entire torso. Like he needs sure. to heal up. And the Saints are winning. You know, the three and zero with Taysom Hill mm-hmm. as quarterback, just like last year, five and zero with Teddy Bridgewater as the starter. So uh, I would not anticipate him coming back this week. My timetable is more looking at uh, the Kansas City game. Yeah, I, I would agree. All right, I got about four minutes left. I got to ask you about LSU. You're a graduate. You watch this this team very, very closely. Uh, a, a loss of historic proportions to Alabama. It, it has been obviously historic uh, in, in terms of again uh, being a national champion and having the type of season they've had. Uh, I anticipate some changes in the off season, not to Coach Ogeron because he's coming off a championship season, but some some staff changes. What are your what's your anticipation? for this Tiger team in the offseason? Well, I covered the game Saturday night, and I thought it was going to be awful going in, and to see it be awful, uh, it really it's still just a shock to the system because LSU should never look awful like that against anyone. And they've looked awful multiple times this year. I mean, they lose by, what, 37 to Auburn. They lost to Alabama by, my math's right, 38. So... Uh, this can't happen. And uh, look, I got a column coming out tomorrow. I'm, I'm not going to give the whole thing away, but basically I don't think anyone in the SEC fears them right now. That used to never be the case. I'm talking about anyone. Period. Yes. And LSU needs to prove that they are to be feared. And I'm not just talking about this year. I mean, this is, this is going to be egg on their face to the program, to everyone involved, the players, the coaches for sure, of course, the administration, everyone involved. And now you can't just assume LSU is going to go out and beat someone. I, I'm to the point where I need to see it to believe it uh, because, L, you, you know, you always talk about LSU's number twos should mm-hmm. beat up on someone's number ones. But LSU's sure. number twos aren't beating up on anyone. And until that changes – the perception to me has changed because this is only going to get worse. I mean, Kyle Trask and Florida, they're going to be looking for revenge. They're probably going to beat them bad. And you know Lane Kiffin and Ole Miss, even though Lane Kiffin and Ed Ogeron are buddies, Mm -hmm. uh, Ole Miss and Ed Ogeron aren't buddies, and they're going to look to wipe the floor and try to embarrass them too. The fact that I can bring up that either one of those schools can embarrass LSU is an embarrassment in and of itself for the program. And uh, changes have to be made. And here's the thing, too. This is a, a, a really hard economic climate to eat more contracts. Like, how do you yes. handle this? And so this is just really just kind of a hornet's nest of, of issues that uh, LSU has really unexpectedly fallen so deep into this uh, in, in their reigning championship season. Uh, quick, quick, one-word answer. Is the honeymoon over? No, not yet, but it's getting close. Right. In my opinion, it is. In my opinion, again, if he comes out and has another year like this last, next year or even close, he's done. Uh, you can't live oh, off the national championship. Like yes, because uh, yes, if it's a losing season gone. next year, he's done. Yeah, your excuses are gone if you tank 
next year. Then in that in that sense, yes. In that sense, yes. Yep. No doubt. Larry, as always, thanks for the uh, time. Let the folks know how they can follow you on social media and uh, how they can subscribe to The Athletic. Of course, at Larry Holder on social media, at The Athletic NOLA for all of our local work at The Athletic, theathletic.com slash New Orleans. Again, buy one subscription, get another one from free to gift to someone else. So go check it out, theathletic.com slash New Orleans. Thanks, brother. Appreciate the time. All righty. Thank you. That's Larry Holder. I'm Eric Asher. Be right back. Hey, Eric, welcome to the newly renovated TikTok. Come on in. Quick, close the door, Mike. You're letting the flies out. All right, don't start that again. Hey, look, we've been back operating almost two months now. Yeah, and your sign just says, sorry, we're back open. Stop. Come on. So what do you think about the new paint job and the repaved parking lot? I think you can put lipstick on a pig, but it's still a... All right, enough is enough. The TikTok Cafe, open 24-7 at the intersection of Causeway and I-10 in Metairie. Come join us at Old New Orleans Cookery, 205 Bourbon Street. Open late, serving lunch and dinner seven days a week. Have an extraordinary cocktail while enjoying authentic Cajun Creole cuisine in our dining rooms or our beautiful courtyard. Two Bourbon Street balconies with adjoining private rooms to dine in or have your next event. Bring your family or friends for a wonderful dining experience. Old New Orleans Cookery is perfect for date night. Order online for delivery at nolacookery.com. It's always a great time on Bourbon Street at Old New Orleans Cookery. Hi, Eric Asher. Once again, talking about my good friends at Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating. Have you heard these honeydew complaints? Honey, did you fix the A.C.? Honey, the house is hot again. Honey, the A.C. bill is more than our mortgage. It's time to turn those honeydews into honeyduns. When it comes to replacing your A.C. system, I recommend Burkhardt. For over 30 years, Burkhardt has provided quality, affordable air conditioning replacement systems. Ask about special financing as low as $149 a month. Visit acpromise.com. That's acpromise.com for more information. If you're in the market for a quality used car, come visit us at Southern Tire Auto Sales. We have a large selection of pre-owned cars, trucks, and SUVs for every taste and budget. Every pre-owned vehicle on the lot has been carefully inspected for safety and quality. At Southern Tire Auto Sales, we'll only sell you the best used vehicles and we'll never sell you something we wouldn't buy ourselves. Financing is available. Hickory and Airline and Mentory open Monday through Friday from 8 a.m. to 6 p.m. Saturday from 8 a.m. till 3 p.m. Give us a call now at 504-737-1558 to schedule an appointment or go to southerntire.com and check out all the services we provide to our customers. Hi, Eric Ash with celebrity chef Scott Craig of Katie. Scott, you have to be excited about Katie's expanded second floor seating and private dining rooms. Yeah, but how about my vast local sports knowledge? You know sports, but shouldn't we be talking about your award-winning Sunday brunch? I'd rather talk about the Saints and the Pels. How about your award-winning pizza or daily specials? How about them Saints? I admit you have a great take on local sports, but what about Katie's award-winning menu? Okay, folks, I invite you to dine at Katie's. Eric and I don't have to brag about the food at Katie's. The food speaks for itself. Katie's open seven days a week in the heart of Mid-City at 3701 Opelie. And now a game of commercial chicken brought to you by Progressive, where we see how long flow can go without talking about insurance. Ready? Go. So, um, have you noticed how everyone's grammar is completely awful now? Like, you know, the texting and the LOLs. Whatever happened to punctuation? I mean, drivers who switch to Progressive can save big. Okay, you win. We can't help but save customers money. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Want to hear something amazing? Discover matches all the cash back you earn on your credit card at the end of your first year, automatically, dollar for dollar with no limit on how much you can earn. Extra cash? Come on, how amazing is that? In fact, it's even more amazing when you realize all the places where Discover is accepted. 99% of places in the U.S. that take credit cards. So when it comes to Discover, get used to hearing yes more often. Learn more at discover.com slash yes. 
2020 Nielsen Report. Limitations apply. Food so good, you just can't stop thinking about it. Imagine, topped with cheddar cheese, then smothered in a spicy crawfish and mushroom cream sauce. And that's just the fries. Only at Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant. Food so good, you just can't stop thinking about it. Imagine peeled tail-on Gulf barbecue shrimp swimming in butter, garlic, rosemary, and Cajun spices. Only at Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant. All right, folks, that's it for me. Thanks so much for tuning in. Certainly appreciate you checking out the show. Remember, the podcast will be available on Apple, Anchor, Spotify, iHeart, uh, Google, you name it, major platform. It'll be up there uh, at some point this evening. I want to thank Larry Holder for joining us on the program, as always, each and every Monday. Also want to thank our fantastic sponsors, sponsor this program. Please get out there, support those sponsors, especially those restaurant partners who, again, are really hurting right now. Uh, please get out there and support them all. Uh, again, you can go to ericasher.com for a slideshow to sponsor, sponsor our program. Certainly appreciate uh, those sponsors and appreciate you over the last 18 years supporting those fantastic sponsors. Thanks again to Rudy back at studio for producing. Coming up next, it's All Access with uh, Ken Trahan, his guest, Mike Triplett of ESPN, the birthday boy, Tommy Chrysan, talking LSU, Frank Monica of St. Charles Catholic on the semi- semifinal playoff showdown uh, against Notre Dame this weekend. I'm Eric Asher. Thanks so much for listening. See you tomorrow, straight up 4 o'clock. From the dog catcher, the governor, they all got to go. Anytime, anywhere. Smartphone, tune in radio app. We are 1061 Nash Icon, WRKN, Picayune, New Orleans.